Welcome to the MILF Bod Podcast. Mindful, intuitive, lifestyle, fitness. An all-encompassing wellness resource for women featuring some of the most successful, influential mothers and experts out there. I'm your host, Cherokee Luker, mother, model, fitness trainer, and wellness enthusiast. Join me as we dive into all things MILF. Happy Monday, everyone, and welcome back to the MILF Bod Podcast. My guest today is the MILF of all MILFs. Her name is Leia Rose. Leia is a model, photographer, mama, wife, and owner slash director of the Natus Source, which is an online retail business that her and her best friend started sourcing vintage and designer pieces. So on this episode, we dive into Leia's modeling experience and what that was like for her growing up in the industry and getting to work with some amazing photographers and brands. And then we also get into how she transitioned from being in front of the camera to going behind the lens and shooting and becoming an amazing photographer and creating a very lucrative business out of that. She is just an absolute creative genius is the only way that I can really put it. Her vibe and aesthetic and style is just so on point. And she's got the cutest little family with her and her husband and her little baby Kai. And her story is just super inspiring and uplifting. And she has a lot of really great little nuggets of wisdom to share that she's learned along the way. She's just such a creative and beautiful person inside and out. And I think you guys are really going to love this episode. She gets really raw and vulnerable about her pregnancy experience and the things that motherhood has taught her. And yeah, it's just a really beautiful episode. I think you guys are really going to love it. So with that, please welcome Leia Rose to the MILF Bod Podcast. All right, you guys, calling all creatives of LA or anyone traveling to the LA area in need of an event space, photo studio, content location, video space, production services, or grip services. Issue Studio is a unique photo, video, and event space, and Issue offers full-service production in an exclusive, intimate, and private boutique environment. The space is so beautifully curated, you guys, and I can't tell you how many shoots I've done at Issue that have turned out to be some of my favorite shoots to date. Not to mention a bunch of amazing events I've attended over the years where the studio gets completely transformed into the best atmosphere for the perfect party. Also, you guys, the wallpaper in the makeup room is absolutely iconic and it's perfect for the Instagram feed. So I highly recommend Issue Studio for any brand or any influencer looking to elevate their image. It is seriously the most beautiful studio I've ever shot at. And I've shot at a lot of studios here in LA and it's just so clean. It's centrally located. There's a huge parking lot, which is huge here in LA. So go check it out at issuephotostudio.com to find more details about how you can book this amazing space for your next photo shoot, video production, content creation, party, event, whatever it is that any of you creatives need here in LA, Issue Studio has got you. So go check it out. Okay, so 
Leah, welcome to the show. I love that you pronounce your name Leah. It's not Leah. It's beautiful. Leah Rose. What a gorgeous name for such a gorgeous human. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here today. You and I don't know each other personally, but virtually we know each other. We've been friends on Instagram for a little bit, and it's just been so fun to see your mom journey and your content is just so gorgeous and so inspiring. And I love following you. And I'm not really even sure how we ended up finding each other, but I'm so glad that we did. I'm so honored to have you. So I would love for you to tell me your story. Tell me where you grew up and what your childhood was like and all of that. Oh my God. Well, thank you so much for having me. And also, I don't really remember who followed who first, but I honestly followed you because I was like, wow, this girl's body is insane, number one. And then also (laughs) you had your son before I did. So I was like, wow, and she's a hot mom. I think I was pregnant at the time. I'm, I'm not sure, but honestly, I was inspired by you. So I followed you. I don't remember who followed who, but I can go into my childhood. So I'm originally from Germany. I'm from München, Germany. And I was also born there. And then two weeks after I was born, my parents brought us to Miami, Florida. So I did like kindergarten up until third grade there. So my parents kept their home there. And then I actually moved to Karachi, Pakistan for a year when I was like eight. And then I moved to Dubai. I was there for 12 years. I did middle school and high school there. So I graduated from high school in Dubai. And pretty much my whole childhood was there. So I kind of split my time between Miami and Dubai. Such a cool experience. Thank you. Yeah, every time when I tell people that, they're like shocked. They're like, wait, really? I'm like, yeah, it's really, it's true. And also they get confused when I say I'm from Germany because I sound American, but I'm not American. <laughs> I just picked right, up on the yeah. accent. Yeah. So it's, it's quite an <laughs> Yeah, because you have no accent whatsoever. I know. And it's my second language. My first language was German. So, wow. Yeah, people are that's, always That's like, impressive. Yeah, very confused. But yeah, so after I graduated high school, I started modeling in London. So I moved to London first. And then I bounced around between like London, Milan, and all of that. And then I moved to Australia and Bali. And then I was in Miami for a job. And I met my husband and I stayed. So that's pretty much my childhood up until meeting my husband. And here we are. (laughs) Yeah. I knew you had such a cool life story because I feel like you're always traveling. You're always in a bunch of amazing places. So now you call Miami home. So actually, we just left Miami after being there for six years for me. My husband was there for seven and a half and we moved to New York. So currently we're on vacation in Puerto Rico visiting family, but we are living in New York now. And so, yeah, I'm officially a New Yorker. (laughs) Amazing. So cool. So I want to just back up a little bit and talk about your modeling journey because you are an extremely successful model. You've worked for countless amazing brands and you've walked in a lot of great shows. So do you have like a favorite brand or anybody that you've walked for or worked for and then also photographers as well like do you have a favorite that sticks out in your mind okay so honestly i think one of my favorite jobs was actually which is strange that i'm about to say this only because i prefer to work more with fashion clients but 
my one of my favorite jobs was when I shot for Gooseberry Intimates in Bali because I met oh. these two photographers that I absolutely adored and we ended up having so much fun together. And so we did this campaign together in Bali, but then we took a boat and went to like another island and we ended up having like five days of fun together. And to me, that was like, the most amazing experience as like a young woman kind of exploring like this whole world. And usually I don't book a lot of lingerie and swim clients. I do more fashion. So for me, this was like pretty amazing. Other than that, I would say in fashion, it would be more fashion week for me. Even though it's so chaotic for me, I think fashion week was always like so much fun with the people you meet and the experiences you have. And it's just like high energy. So I would say that definitely sticks out for me as well. Such an adrenaline rush, too, when you're walking in all of those. I mean, there's major shows that you've been able to walk in, like Giorgio Armani (laughs) is one huge one. That's incredible. Thank you. I definitely do not consider myself a successful model in the sense of like, she's done everything and she's a millionaire, you know? But it is (laughs) true that I've been in situations where I've seen like the big girls and it's been like, wow, like this is crazy to be even in the same room and kind of watch them do their thing. Right. you know, little old me in the back, like, whoa, this is pretty crazy. But I definitely think I have experienced some level of like, wow, I never thought I would be able to achieve this. And this is pretty wild. But I am in no means in the big girl shoes. <laughs> yeah, but you are working. So you got to give yourself credit there, too. It's <laughs> definitely you. due. And, I, and I'm sure you've had some pinch me moments that feel super surreal. And that's just so cool to hear about. Who are the photographers that you worked with? In Bali? Yeah, in Bali. Yes, it was Jesse Allen and Pixie. Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. Pixie Pop and okay, yes, oh, their work yeah. is mm-hmm. amazing. I know. We also ended up having a lot of the same friends back in Australia, which is when I moved there after Bali. They were like in my friend circle. We know the same people on the Gold Coast. We know the same people in Sydney and they're just the coolest people. So nice. They make you feel like you're like a supermodel on set, the way that they uplift you and the photos they take of you and just the adventures, like grab a beer after the shoot, let's go surfing. I mean, honestly, they're the coolest and uh, I'm really proud of them. They're like really killing it right now. They're a husband and wife duo, right? Yes, they are. They've been engaged for a really long time. I met them like seven years ago and they were already engaged at that point. So They've been together, I believe, like 12 years or something. Yeah, they have like a whole journey. They started the career together and it's been like really cool to see it all come to fruition. And they've like shot some really big names in the industry now. Yeah, their work is gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I love when you get to kind of like parlay jobs into it's like work and play at the same time. Are you here for work or pleasure? And it's like, well, both. (laughs) Yeah. I also always tell people with like modeling as well. I'm always like, you know, I know that there's like a lot of negatives that you hear and like there are negatives and, you know, people have had like pretty traumatic experiences and all that. But honestly, personally, for me, it was always a very positive experience even when I was younger and it was like my whole world, I always kind of told myself, I was like, you know, even though this is something I'm doing right now and putting my whole heart into, I feel like one day I'm going to kind of grow from this and divert my attention to something else, which is where my photography career kind of came up because I've always wanted to be a photographer. And I learned so much being in front of the camera on how to, you know, photograph women on the other side. For me, honestly, even though I've achieved more as a model, I prefer being a photographer. That to me is like, wow, I just love, love capturing people. It's literally my favorite thing ever. And you're amazing at it. That was going to be my next thing that I wanted to get into (laughs) is 
how did you make that transition from being in front of the lens to behind the lens? So honestly, it started right before the pandemic. So I would say at this point, maybe three and a half, four years ago. And it kind of started because I started photographing my husband and kind of learning kind of how to use my camera gear in the correct way. I was always very interested in photography and capturing, even if it was myself or people around me. So I was like, you know what, maybe I should like actually learn to do this properly and make this like a business. So I started test shooting my friends and putting it on Instagram. And then that led to agencies reaching out that they wanted me to build the books for their models. So I would do like the portfolios for girls that wanted to like, you know, go from like Miami to New York. They need like a specific type of aesthetic, you know, of images and their photos. Like it's all like swim. So they need something more fashion. That's where I would come in. Or we would have like girls that had to go to fashion week in Europe and they needed more fashion stuff because they have too much swim or they have too much beauty work. And then it kind of grew into that. And then all of a sudden, I was working with elite models. And then after that, I just kind of built my own clientele and it was just getting DMs. And I would just basically have my business run through my social media. Wow. So that's kind of how it started. And then when the pandemic hit, the whole world shut down. But then I would say like a year later, the clients kind of started flowing in. And now in the last, I would say year and a half, I was consistently working three, four times a week with models and clients, which was for me, like wow. a dream. Yeah. Because I wanted to kind of push away from the modeling a little bit. So I was like, I need something that's not just always about me being in front of the camera because it, after a while it was just not something I enjoyed to do 24-7 anymore. So that was for me, the biggest blessing was that I was I managed to turn it into lucrative business and something that I can continuously hopefully grow at and get better. And yeah, you are incredible at it. I mean, you have such an amazing eye and I'm sure it's such a fun outlet too, to be able to photograph people and to be behind the scenes and to be behind the lens because you started modeling at a pretty young age, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I did it casually when I was in high school just to like have pocket money and it wasn't like anything major. The clients was also not really anything major. And then when it came to senior year, and of course I was living in Dubai at the time, so the market was not as established as it is now. But then slowly more and more clients started coming internationally. So there was clients that would come and I would do things with clients that I never thought I would work with where I was like, wow, this is so interesting that everyone's coming here now. And, you know, I guess this market is booming. But then I still thought... I should go to Europe and really try it in like the markets where I feel like it's booming the most at the time. And yeah, I was like 17 or 18. And then that's when I kind of took it seriously. And I decided not to go to college and pursue modeling full time and independently. And then, yeah, I was able to like live off that and actually like build a life through that, which was something that was always a goal of mine. Oh, that's so inspiring. And now you've created your name in the photography world as well as the modeling industry. And you also have your clothing retail, right? Yeah. It's called Native? Natus, yeah. So me and my best friend, we started a vintage online store. But that's more of like a side thing because we just love fashion. And we just love sourcing unique pieces and we love to find new homes for them. And then we buy new things and it's just like a constant cycle. So it's been really good, surprisingly. But of course, we have some months where I'm like, I'm not really selling much. And then all of a sudden, everything's being purchased. So it's just been a very up and down ride, but it's been so much fun. We have people that can sign with us. and But most of the stuff is stuff that we independently source with our own eye that we like want to have in our store. And then we 
find homes for them. And sometimes people even rent it for, you know, shoots or whatever. So that's like more yeah. of like a newer project that we're working on right now. But it's been also so much fun to do. <laughs> I bet. Especially doing it with your best friend. How do you guys curate the the pieces that you find? Yeah, so we do a lot actually online through like eBay and sometimes we'll like take trips together and get the stuff like in person. But a lot of it is like hours and hours of sourcing. And sometimes clients will come to us and be like, oh, I need a studded belt and I need it to look like this. I need it to be this. And then I'll just like spend however long it takes to find this specific piece. And then we sell it to them like that. So a lot of the stuff you see on the website is stuff that we have curated, but there's also a lot of clients that you never actually see the pieces that they purchase because we directly source it for them if they have like an event or whatever. So it's just my absolute passion for fashion. <laughs> I hate saying that, but it's true. Passion for fashion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's so true. Your whole vibe and aesthetic is just so on point. Like you have the most amazing style ever. And not Thank only you. with, you know, your wardrobe, but also your home is so beautifully curated as well from what I see online. Thank you. I love interior design. Thank you. Yeah. And I feel like you're just an all around very creative person. Where do you draw a lot of your inspiration from? Honestly, my parents. <laughs> Honestly, my really? parents. That's my, so yeah. cool. Mm -hmm. My mom, she's a stylist and she was a designer too. My dad was a model, a fashion model and photographer. Okay, so it's in your blood. <laughs> yeah. You either love or hate minimalism. I mean, there's people who prefer, you know, more like decorative homes. Our house is more uh, empty or like people would call it more empty. My mother-in-law jokes that it looks like nobody lives there. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I got a lot of inspiration from my parents. Like every home we ever lived in with them, it was very like modern feng shui. And a lot of the furniture, well, a few of the pieces that I have were from them. So I really just like to collect iconic pieces from like the 70s, 90s, 2000s from like iconic furniture designers and just have very specific pieces in my home and keep it very empty and like <laughs> minimalistic. But I'm like that with anything, like even my closet and my son's closet toys, whatever. I'm always like, you know, you buy something new, you got to get rid of something. You know, I can't stand clutter. I love so. that. Oh my gosh. When I was younger, I was much more of a hoarder. But as I get older, I have become so much more of a minimalist. And it's like, you just have to have your staple pieces and then you're good. You don't need all mm -hmm. this extra stuff. So I agree. if you could kind of describe your personal style, how would you describe it? Is that how you would describe it? Like <laughs> minimalist or, but it's like so edgy and cool and like, there's so many things. So my best friend describes it as witchy. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's <laughs> very witchy. Which makes sense. I wear a lot of leather. I wear a lot of black. My jewelry can be like considered quite aggressive. I wear like a lot of chains like and gaudy, like, bulky yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I also, I don't know why I've always been very in tune with my masculine side. I tend to feel sexiest when I'm more masculine. If I go out on a night out, I tend to be the girl in like wearing pants. Or if I wear a dress, I really love like a deep back plunge. I don't know. It, it's weird because I'll see women wear like really sexy dresses. I'm like, damn, they look so hot. But then I put it on myself and I'm like, I don't feel hot. And I love to show my body. Don't get me wrong. I love to show my body, but I still need like that mask 
energy. And and also my husband always says that that that's also what made him fall in love with me is that I have a very strong feminine side, but I also have like a masculine side, which is where I get along with men very well because I, I also had a twin brother growing up. So I have very strong masculine energy, but also feminine because I also have a lot of girlfriends who I cherish and love to death. So I guess my style would be, I mean, which is pretty accurate, but it's also... I would say masculine yet sexy. I don't know. I think that's probably the best way to yeah, describe it. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. I think it's so important too to tap into that duality of being both masculine and feminine. We went out to dinner the other night with a couple and it was our first time like going on a double date with them. And the girl asked me like, what was it that attracted you so much to Josh? And my answer is always... The fact that he is super, super masculine, but also so in touch with his feminine side at the same time. Like it was such a major turn on for me that he's like super into cars and he can fix shit and he's like a handyman. But yet on the other side, he's very artistic and into like art and design and interiors and like a sensitive emotional person. So I think that it's very important to tap into both sides. That's so funny that you say that because it's the exact same thing that attracted me to my husband. I mean, we met when we were when we were really young, but still like even now seeing him like just develop into the man that he is. I mean, he's like a 6'5 man who's very masculine, but at the same time he's so sensitive and like gentle. It's yeah. just the perfect mix that I feel like the majority of us women crave in a partner, right? So you have the protecting side, but then you also have this tender side that listens to your emotions and can express his own emotions. And yeah, I think that's also what makes great fathers and husbands. Yeah, that's such a good balance to have. So yeah, that was my next question is how did you and your husband meet? Because you guys seem like Oh my God, such an amazing couple. I can tell how in love you are with each other. It's just so beautiful. It literally just like oozes from the phone, like how in love you guys are. So we met in Miami seven years ago. It'll be seven years ago this June, I believe, or July. And I was here, well, in Miami. I was there for a job and I met my husband at a bar. He approached me at a bar. I was there with my best friend getting a drink at a local bar in Miami. And he was a complete stranger. And he just came up to me and started talking to me. And we got That's along also so, so attractive. Well. I know. I agree. And so we just talked all night. And then he was like, all right, well, what are you doing tomorrow? And I was like, nothing. He's like, well, I'm taking you out on a date. So we went on our first date the next night. And then a few weeks later, we moved in together. And then like six months later, we got married. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. That's like a true meant to be It was like really, really fast. And honestly, I I almost feel like I manifested this my whole life. And I'm not even a spiritual person, so I feel a little bit silly saying that. But I, I just always, since I was little, I always took finding a life partner very seriously, even though I never like tried. I mean, I was very young and whatever, but as soon as I met him, it was like, whoa. And even now, like, I'm just so madly in love with him. And I just look at him sometimes. I'm like, how are you real? Like, this is just insane. I just, oh it's really how I feel though. It's so cheesy, but it, it's true. I just truly feel like that's the one thing in life where I'm like, damn, like this couldn't be any better, you know? Wow. That is so beautiful. <laughs> Thank oh, you. How did you meet your husband? We met at a test shoot, actually. Oh my god. Yeah, so we're we're not technically married, but he's my baby daddy. But yeah, we met at a test shoot here at this very studio that I'm sitting in right wow. now, which is wild. It all came full circle. Wow.
All right, my MILF fam, as you all know, I'm always looking for ways to aid in becoming the most optimal version of myself mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. And one of the things I do to support myself in doing this is by taking my vitamins every single day. And I know it can be overwhelming sometimes with all of the supplement brands out there, but one brand that I've been a huge fan of for years now is Wealthy. Two products I absolutely love by them is the Her and the Sweat. And they just recently sent me the Vision Gummies, which I am so excited to try and see the results from. Get it? See the results from the Vision Gummies? Which I think is so cool that they are pioneering advocacy for vision health because, you know, we're always looking at our screens every day. And it's something that I think a lot of people just put on the back burner and dismiss. But the HER is a great way for women to get their daily dose of biotin, vitamins A, B, C, D, E, calcium, hyaluronic acid, magnesium, and selenium. Just all of the great things that us women need and are probably lacking and it's all in one. And then the sweat is something I like to take before a workout to just help enhance my burn with the natural caffeine. And there's also dandelion root in there to help with my metabolism and digestion. The quality of these supplements are just next level. And I'm telling you, you have to go check them out. If you use the code MILFBOD, you get 25% off your first order when you go check out at imwealthy.com. That's code MILFBOD, M-I-L-F-B-O-D at checkout at imwealthy, I-M-W-E-L-L-T-H-Y.com to get 25% off your first order. Enjoy, everybody. So when you had gotten pregnant with Kai, were you guys trying to get pregnant yeah. or was it kind of just yes. like a surprise? Okay. Yeah, no, we we were trying. I don't remember. I think it was when lockdown happened. I remember just sitting on the couch and I was sitting on top of him. That sounds sexual, but it's not. I was just sitting on top of him, like cuddling and we were talking. <laughs> and I was like, I looked him in the eyes and I was like, should we just have a baby? And he was like, I mean yeah, like I want to have kids, but like, you want to do it right now? And I was like, yeah, like, I feel like we should start trying for a kid. Like, I just feel like, you know, we're young, we're financially stable. And like, this is something that I feel like we should do sooner than later. It ended up taking us quite a while to get pregnant. It took me like a year and a half. Then when I did get pregnant, it was like the craziest experience of my life. I didn't enjoy pregnancy at all, personally. Yeah, I read one of your captions. Yeah, how difficult so it, honestly, it was. Huh? Yeah, it kind of traumatized me. Like, I don't think I can ever get pregnant again, to be honest. So I'm just going to be a one and done type of family. I also, giving birth was like the biggest fear of my life since I was little. So when I did accomplish that, I was like, wow. Like now I feel kind of like Superwoman a little bit because it was like my biggest fear. So he was definitely planned our son and we wanted a boy. So we're so blessed that we got to have everything we could have ever dreamed of. And we had his name picked out even from like years and years ago. So it was just like all happened as, as I hoped it would happen. What was your experience with pregnancy? To put it bluntly, I just felt like shit for nine months. Um, yeah. Well, 10 months. I gave birth at like 42 weeks. It was 10 months, to be honest. <laughs> 
It was honestly, I just felt like shit 24-7. I had this insatiable appetite, which I have normally anyway. I have a very fast metabolism. I'm always hungry and I'm always eating. But when I was pregnant, it was so insatiable to the point where I couldn't even like chill for 30 minutes without being so hungry where I was like insanely nauseous. And if I didn't eat right away, I felt like I was going to throw up. And it was just unbearable. Wow. And the morning sickness that I had, it came so quickly and it just lasted for way too long. I think at like four weeks pregnancy, I was already like so nauseous. I remember crying every single day because I was so sick and I just felt awful. It almost felt like the gnarliest food poisoning I ever had in my life. And I had it for months. It was awful. Oh God. (laughs) It was horrible. And I had, I was so out of breath that I couldn't work out the entire time. Like even if I was just walking, I felt like I was jogging, but I was walking. That is so interesting. Yeah. I felt so sick and I felt like an old woman the entire time. Couldn't do anything, couldn't work out, going up the stairs. Like, and even at four weeks pregnancy, I felt like that. And my mom had the same, unfortunately. But then as soon as I also was able to feel him moving inside of me, I hated it. Like it drove me crazy. It felt like an alien was inside of me and I wanted to like rip him out of me. It was crazy. I didn't think that I would feel this way. It's a weird feeling. It's so weird. I mean, there was moments where of course I was like, oh my God, my baby. And I would feel him move and it was like amazing. But then there was a time I remember I was in the bathtub and I had a bit of like a full freak out to the point where I was kind of afraid that like if I really delve into my emotions in that moment that I would like lose my shit. So I just had to like pull myself out of that dark place that I was because there was a moment where I was literally like, get this thing out of me now. Like, get it out. Like, I felt like it was like a parasite in my stomach. It was so weird. Like, I just hated pregnancy. It was absolutely traumatic. But as soon as I saw him and he came out of me, I was like, oh my God, this is like the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. And like... (laughs) Obviously, I'm obsessed with him. And, you know, luckily, I have no postpartum depression, anxiety, nothing. Like, for me, thank God, all of that was, you know, amazing after. But pregnancy was truly... And I'm not ashamed to admit it. People know it was literally the worst year of my life, (laughs) unfortunately. Yeah. I feel like a lot of women experience that. And I kind of feel almost guilty being like, yeah, my pregnancy was like easy breezy. No, don't feel guilty at all. How was your birth? You had a natural birth too, right? Yeah, I did a home birth and it was very, very intense. Oh my God. It was a lot, but I'm glad that I took that route. It was at the same time extremely empowering and it made me feel like superwoman, like you said. And you wrote this really beautiful caption on one of your reels with you and Kai in it. And you were just saying and talking about how like since becoming a mother, you now feel like all of your inhibitions have kind of like gone away and you feel like you can basically conquer anything in like a roundabout way is what you said. So yeah, like, is that one of the biggest things that Kai has brought into your life is just feeling like a brand new human essentially? Oh yeah, absolutely. I don't know if there's truth to this, but I remember reading it somewhere where people, in this case, me, like when women are uh, experiencing a lot of depression or anxiety, a lot of the times when they get pregnant and they give birth, it's almost like their hormones and it's almost like everything gets rewired. And I remember reading into that and I was like, I am one of these people because I 
had a phase where I was so debilitatingly anxious and had phases of like depression where I just never really saw a life or a future where I would never have to deal with that again. And like, I thought I would always have to deal with this, these symptoms and this, this battle. And honestly, since I had my son, I have not had a single episode of anxiety, panic, or depression. My whole system was rewired. Like things that I was afraid of before, I could not give two shits about now. (laughs) Right, I know. Like it's such a weird feeling. I can't even explain it. It's almost like you just feel invincible and not even in like a narcissistic way where it's like, I can hurt people and I don't care. It's not like that. It's just, (laughs) I am not afraid of anything. I'm really not afraid of anything anymore. It's just, I'm here and I'm ready to do my thing. That's it. Yeah, it gives you a new found sense of like confidence and assurance in yourself. And it's just almost like you're giving birth to a brand new version of yourself as well when you give birth to your baby. 100%. But yeah, I feel like that topic should be talked about more is talking about pregnancy and a lot of the anxiety and emotions and depression that goes along with that because it is such a foreign feeling. And, you know, a lot of times, especially for your first pregnancy, I think, I mean, obviously I can only speak on that because I've only had one, but Mm -hmm. I just think that it's something that needs to be talked about more because it is such a scary time in your life because you're transitioning and growing an actual human inside your body and your whole entire life is about to change. So yeah, I'm so thankful that you opened up about your experience and I appreciate it so much because I think that by you doing that, it just gives kind of like a safe space for other women to feel like they're not alone if they're feeling maybe Mm -hmm. the same things that you are feeling. Just because my pregnancy was easy, like physically, it was very easy. Emotionally and mentally, it wasn't. So I just want to clarify that. Like I didn't experience any morning sickness or any nausea, nothing like that. And I was very lucky in that sense, but mentally and emotionally, it was a challenge. So I think that it's very good to open up this narrative and talk about mm-hmm. a lot about these things. Yeah. And you know, it's also, I mean, people, I think, know that it's hard, but once you're in it and you realize like, holy shit, like I'm kind of trapped in this now. Like for me, you know, I wanted this baby and I, and I felt very trapped. Like I have to go through this in order to get my child. Right. It's the only way. <laughs> yeah. It was a very harsh reality that I had to kind of let sink in and be like, Leah, you just need to push through. It will be worth it in the end. And that for me was just such a battle every day, truly. And also the fear of giving birth. I was just in debilitating anxiety every single day. I was convinced I was going to die. You know, I was just terrified. And my best friend was also pregnant at the same time. Oh, that's kind of nice. Yeah. She was my saving grace. I mean, listen, my husband was a fabulous partner, always has been, but there is nothing more helpful and empowering than having, you know, your soul sister go through the shit with you, you know? Definitely. And she was reassuring me every single day. She was like, you're going to be fine. Also, I'm due three months before you and I will reassure you again when I give birth. And she did. And she did a fabulous job. Of course, I did have some hiccups through my delivery. 
I also did it like pretty much natural. I had like a low dose of the epidural and I had like a bad yep. reaction to it. And I can't even get into that. Like tr- <laughs> stresses me to even talk about that. But yeah, yeah, you know, I just, I just think women really need to make the decisions for themselves and really do their research and be prepared for what can happen. And I'm not trying to scare women, you know, because there's women that have the most amazing birth and you can have the most amazing birth and pregnancy and that's totally possible. And at the end of the day, so many women give birth every day. It is a natural thing. So also I would advise don't be as afraid as I was because I, I took it to a whole new level. <laughs> but just be informed and you know, be prepared and make your decisions and what's best for you. Definitely. Is Kai one now? He will be one on the 27th so very soon oh my gosh coming up so soon he's yeah. so freaking cute by the way oh my god oh so my is gosh. hunter you... he's adorable he's so, <laughs> he looks just like you to me i feel like i see so much of you in him yeah i think as he gets older he's starting to look a lot more like me he has josh's coloring but with a lot of my features same but yeah your guys's little family is just the coolest most adorable thing that i've ever seen so now, now that we're all into this motherhood topic, let's dive into the acronym MILF. So what do you do to stay mindful? Honestly, it really depends on my day. As I said earlier, I'm not a spiritual person most days. I'm also not a religious person. So for me, it's just kind of following my intuition on like that day and what I feel like I need to do to be mindful. A lot of it, honestly, just comes down to disconnecting completely. Just going for a walk, being by myself, leaving the phone at home for a few hours. And that for me is like the biggest help is just completely disconnecting because, you know, social media is a big part of our jobs um, as, you know, models and photographers, artists, you do kind of have to share your life online. I try to keep my personal life private. Same thing with my son. I'm very mindful of what I post of him. But in terms of like, oh, like I'm going to have to post this shoot and I have to like talk to this client, organize this. It's just, it is chaotic, especially while trying to raise a child and all that. So I would say, honestly, disconnecting, going for a walk. I love going for a swim at the beach. Stuff like that for me is yeah the best thing. You know, do my best to be present and be, hopefully I try and be the best version of myself for myself and my son and the people around me. So that's what I try and do. <laughs> I love that. I think it's so important to disconnect. And I think it's such a good reminder for everyone to have those moments throughout the day where you just put your phone away you try and be super present. I think it's so important for your mental health, for your emotional well-being, just and everyone around you, just like you said. Mm-hmm. So how do you listen to your intuition? I think, honestly, I've always been really good at listening to my intuition with whatever it was, whether it's business, relationships, friendships. Honestly, I've always had a very strong inner voice that bosses me around. Like sometimes I'm like telling myself, like, Shh, leave me alone, like quiet. <laughs> so I've always had a very strong intuition in a lot of things in life. And my mom always said that I had a very good compass. Like I had like very good instincts in a lot of things. Like I can read people really well. I understand myself very well. Oh, I love that. A good inner compass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just love people and I always loved psychology. So I studied that also growing up a lot. And that's just the type of person that I am. I psychoanalyze people and I don't mean to. It's just, it's just, I love people. I'm like, I want to understand why are you the way that you are? Why am I the way that I am? Why am I reacting this way? Why are they reacting that way? So I feel like my intuition has always been very, very strong because 
people fascinate me. Why they do what they do fascinates me. And I'm really good at reading people and myself, but which is good because I'm good at holding myself accountable if I do something that's not good. So I think that's a good thing to have. That's such a good point to bring up is being self-aware. I do that a lot in my relationship with my husband also. Like if I do something wrong or if he does something wrong, we're always very, you know, admit your wrongs and apologize and do better, right? So, or friendships too, you know, even if it's something so tiny, like if I said something and in my brain, I'm thinking, wait, was did that maybe, was that misread perhaps? And if it was, let me just like ahead of time tell that person and be like, hey, by the way, if you read that wrong, I really didn't mean it that way. And I hope that you know that, like things like that. I guess that also comes from having a little bit of anxiety and just being a little bit of a people pleaser sometimes, you know, you don't want people to not like you and take you the wrong way. And, you know, we all try and mean well and do things well. So yeah, I definitely try and hold myself accountable to things I do wrong. And like my friends know, like if I do something wrong, please tell me. And like, I hope I understand what you're saying and I'll apologize for it. So yeah. I think that's such a good point to make too when it comes to your relationships that it's so good to leave it open like that and have that accountability held for yourself and the Mm -hmm. other person as well. I think it creates Mm -hmm. a very healthy relationship in general whether it be romantic or friendships. Mm -hmm. So there's also this very famous quote that I tell everybody. And it's something that I live by. And it was, communication is key in a relationship. However, if you and your partner do not listen, then you're not communicating because no one's comprehending what you're saying. So it's saying essentially that you have to be good at communicating, but you also have to be good at listening. You can't just communicate your own emotions. You have to also comprehend what everybody else is saying in the relation, well, your husband or wife, whatever, whoever you're in a relationship right, with, yeah. is saying to you as well, you know, it's it's not just about you communicating. It's also comprehending, which I thought was really helpful. Definitely. Because that's 50% of it is being able to listen, absorb it, mm-hmm. and then be able to respond mm-hmm. accordingly. Yeah. I'm working on that every single day. And that's my self-awareness coming through right now is like, mm-hmm. I'm not... Well, I am a good listener, but say if I'm like heated or escalated... Mm-hmm that little portion of my brain tends to shut off. It's like I can react very quickly on my emotions. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I definitely love that quote, though. I think it's so important to Mm -hmm. practice. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, next, what are some of your lifestyle non-negotiables? So honestly, something that I do for myself alone, lifestyle non-negotiables, is I need alone time. I need like a time in my day where it's just me by myself. It's usually like an hour where I'll like go to the beach by myself, swimming, whatever, go for, I love to rollerblade, work out, things like that. But also non-negotiables is my husband and I, and now obviously my husband and Kai and I, we need to have one hour as a family together uninterrupted every day. One hour. Um, Whether it's go for dinner, lunch, go for a walk. Yeah. So it's just, we need one hour at least uninterrupted family time. And then also we have like a couple... I think it's like two, three times a week, non-negotiable date nights, which we do naturally anyway. It's not like we put these rules into place where it's like, we have to do this. It's just we want to and we just kind of naturally do them. So definitely undivided attention from my husband and also me giving him my undivided attention and my son and whatever. And also my friendships. I definitely really do my best to make time for my girlfriends because I love them so much. So make time. I would say make time. Yeah. It sounds like you're very good at prioritizing your relationships in your life. And obviously that's so important because it's like your relationships create your life and who you spend your time with is Mm -hmm. so important and it shapes who you are as a person. So I love that. That's beautiful. What is your fitness routine? 
because you're looking amazing, darling. <laughs> Rollerblading, that's so mm-hmm. cool. Yep, that's my only workout. Yep, rollerblading and at-home Pilates. That's it. Yep, I don't do anything else. I can't go to the gym. I don't enjoy that. I don't like to go to workout classes. I don't enjoy that. I like to do things my own way by myself, headphones in, rollerblading, warm-up, and then Pilates at home. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I love that. You're the first person who said rollerblading for their fitness yeah. routine. Mm-hmm. That's so yep. cool. I've actually never been rollerblading. I'm kind of scared. Oh my God. Well, honestly, I've, I've figure skated for 10 years before that. So I feel like it was easier oh, for me okay. to kind of transition. But still, I'm still looking for a rollerblade buddy. It's hard because not a lot of oh. people do it. I know that it's more, it's kind of like a random thing to do, I feel like. Well, I've heard though that it is such a great workout though. And you're having fun at the same time. It's like you don't even realize the amazing workout that you're getting because you're just living it up and yep, having fun. That's true. I just Absolutely. don't understand how you stop. How do you stop when you're on rollerblades? <laughs> that sounds like such a dumb question. No, but oh it's, it's a valid question, honestly. Well, so number one, there's like a little, there's like a little peg on the back of your rollerblades, but you can use that or you can kind of put one foot behind the other. So you put like the inner sole of your foot kind of hitting the back of the other foot. So you kind of scrape oh, the floor and okay. stop. That one's harder though. It's definitely risky and I never wear any gear, but also in all the years I've never fallen or injured myself and I go pretty crazy. It's just my one and only workout for me. And also my arm workout is carrying my heavy child. So, (laughs) Oh my gosh, same here. It is such a workout. (laughs) Whenever I go to Pilates, I'm like, please, dear God, do not incorporate any arms because I'm just spent. I never do arm workout anymore. I'm like, I can't. No. I just, I can't. Picking him up is, that's good for me. Yeah. Okay. So to round it out, I always ask my guest at the end of every episode is if you could go back in time and give yourself one piece of advice, what would you say to your younger self? Wow. One piece of advice. Oof, I could give myself a lot of pieces of advice. Some Um, girl same. (laughs) (laughs) Number one would be your dream life is just going to come into fruition. Like, don't stress. Oh, I think that would be the number one thing. Stop yeah. stressing so much because you know what? You're going to be so lucky with what you get to do and live later on. Just keep working hard because it's going to pay off. And stop stressing, honestly. I think that's my biggest regret is when I was really young, I was just always stressing and just always worrying about tomorrow and worrying about yesterday <laughs> when I should just be living in the present. I think that's what I would tell myself. Yeah. I know. I can relate. Yeah. It's hard to stay present sometimes. Like hindsight is twenty twenty. So mm-hmm. yeah, to be able to say that to your younger self would have been very helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Leah, I appreciate you taking the time so, so much. And you are absolutely incredible. You're such an inspiration. You are like the MILF of all MILFs. So I am very honored to have you. (laughs) Thank you for having me. If you can just let everybody know where they can find you and connect with you. Okay. Wow. Well, if I will give a little plug on my Instagram, I mean, you could just type Leah Rose, I think, L-E-A-R-O-S-E, and my photography and main page will show up. But my Instagram handle is hello Leah Rose. And then the photography one is shot by Leah Rose. So very easy. Yay. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Thank you so much. I will talk to you very soon. Thank you so much. Big kiss. Thank you. Bye.
thank you all for listening to the show. I hope you gained some insight on how to practice becoming more mindful, learn the importance of listening to your intuition, gained some lifestyle takeaways and fitness tips. You can find me on Instagram at Cherokee Luker and the podcast at MILFBODPOD. So make sure you follow me to access exclusive content to help you become a better you, a better mother, and a better human. Talk to you guys next week about all things MILF.